Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome back to Ken Monroe's Word Warehouse with Mike Monroe. Woohoo! Hi, Mike. Hi, Ken. It's December 30th, just before New Year's 2006. We're in Mike's basement. And Mike um, is going to play his most recent song and that he uh, composed, and then also his most recent song that he has recorded. So we'll hear the recording of that, and then we'll actually record Mike here tonight singing his most recent song that hasn't been recorded in the studio yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, the last show Mike had on... No, the last song... The last song Mike had on my show was called Get It Together. And the next recording we're going to play is called Heaven and Hell Blues. What's your most recent song called, Mike? It's called Dancing Down the Rabbit Hole. Dancing Down the Rabbit Hole. So we're going to hear Mike play that tonight. Actually, it's not that recent. No? Well, half of it is and half of it isn't. Oh, yeah? Half of half of it was written ten years ago after my datum. The other half was written the other day. What's a datum like? It's a month long meditation program. Oh, okay. So you meditated for a month and you wrote half this song. At the end of the program. At the end of the program. Okay. They would they wouldn't let me play guitar for a month. I brought my guitar. I had all my music. I was going to practice in my off time and get really good at guitar for a month. <laughs> that was well, that was my idea. <laughs> and. And I got there, they said, no, you can't play any music. That's so I was, it? like, ready to leave the Datton. I was, was on the phone with Maxine at Dorje Demoling, oh, and I was ready to leave the Datton. I was on the phone, I was like, I can't believe they won't let me keep on mu- play music. And uh, I gave in. They told me this story about what happened to some flute player and blah, blah, blah at other Dattons. What happened to the flute player at the Dato? Well, the fl- there was a flute player <laughs> that tried to bring his flute to a retreat, and Trung Prumpashe was there, and he said, no, you can't bring the flute into retreat. You can't play music. And he said, but I'll lose my, my umbrature, my mouth, my, my chops. And he said, oh, no, don't worry. He said, you know, at the end of the, the retreat, you, your chops will be much better having not played for that amount of time. Anyway, so after a month of my retreat, not being able to play guitar... We had a party, and I actually had like a night, a day and a half to play guitar, and I wrote a song immediately, and I played it at the banquet. And that was the I've Been Wondering part and the My Heart's Been Hurting part, and it was right. only kind of like half a song, or a short song. Okay, you know. so tell us about the second half of the song. When did you write that? Uh, a couple of days ago, here in my living room. In the living room. Mm-hmm. A couple of days ago means it's Christmas time. It's right after Christmas. Yep. You've got the week off. A couple of days where there's not much going on. Can't remember if it's the 28th or the 27th, you know, that kind of experience. It's all over right yeah. Okay. And uh, was there a trigger to writing the second half of the song? Like, how did you mm. decide to write the second half of this song two days ago? That's a long story. We have uh, <laughs> 45 minutes. Oh, I don't know. And then I can make more space. Later. You know, it's kind of personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to talk about it. Well, I'd have to say that 
It has to do with uh, making a conscious choice to not give up on somebody ever. That sounds a lot like the Bodhisattva Vow. Oh, good. I'm glad. I was wondering how it sounded. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, with the Bodhisattva Vow, you Mm -hmm. vow to help all sentient beings attain enlightenment. So you can never give up on anyone if you want everyone to attain enlightenment. That's right. So even if in this lifetime you can't help them, if you say that, you know, I can't help them now, I might be able to help them in some later point in their life or in a future life or something. Yeah, and you vow to keep um, putting off your own enlightenment until all sentient beings are enlightened. Yeah. So the song is about the Bodhisattva Valen in a direct way? Yeah, well, it's more personal than that. It's how the vow has affected me personally in my own life. Okay, well, that's that. I mean, that says a lot. Cool.
would have thought I would come this way You never know how the universe will play With human hearts and human minds Well, the lucky ones are somehow, somewhere How about Heaven and Hell Blues? Uh, what's that song about, Mike? Heaven and Hell Blues came about from reading Gampopo's Jewel Ornament of Liberation about the six realms of, of existence within samsara. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Who's Gampopo? Gampopo was a great teacher, uh, a student of Milarepa, the renunciate yogi. Okay, this is getting more complicated every time you speak. <laughs> Who's Milarepa? Milarepa is a famous Tibetan yogi attained enlightenment in one lifetime. One lifetime. And okay. he learned, yeah. How many lifetimes does it normally take? Uh, well, if you go according to texts, it takes many lifetimes, like countless lifetimes to get enlightened in the Hinayana and there's some amount like a three kalpas to get enlightened in the Mahayana not so quite three big long, bangs basically. something like that and then in the Vajrayana you can attain enlightenment within one lifetime that's that's a lot faster that's right yeah cause this galaxy is at least 14 billion years old so that means the big bang wasn't until plus 14 billion years ago so even if the universe started collapsing now, it would take another 14 billion. That would be 28 billion times three. <laughs> 28 billion, I don't even know what that is. That's somewhere around 800 billion years or something. I don't know. 80 billion. 80 billion. Mm-hmm. So one versus 80 billion is quite good. Yeah. Well, one lifetime being 80 years, say. So if you do the math, you'd... 80 billion years divided by I'm eight. being sympathetic to our listeners, Maybe. and I think we should change the topic. <laughs> Heaven and Hell Blues. The other, yeah. the other element that, that, that brought about Heaven and Hell Blues was um, something I read in an article 
It was an interview, actually, with um, Mo Harden after he resigned, or not resigned, he finished his term at the Shambhala Center. He said that uh, one of the things that inspired him was hearing a Christian sermon about how um, the idea of God, with the idea of God, the interpretation from this Christian preacher was that you couldn't have anybody in heaven if there's other people in hell. And it really affected it. kind of turned the whole thing upside down, you know. Because usually people... Why would anyone in heaven have care about anybody in hell? But if you take a vow to save all sentient beings, then, you know, you can't really have a heaven without a hell. You can't leave the others behind. So between reading the actual scriptural source from Buddhism, putting it together with my meditation instructor's experience and his memories of being a Christian student and so on... It inspired an idea to write a song. Yeah. Mo was one of my favorite uh, Buddhist teachers. Hmm. He is a real talent for explaining the Dharma to people in the West. Yeah. So if you ever get the chance to see a program or do a program with Mo Harden, you should definitely take advantage of it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so we're going to listen to that now, I guess. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about that song? Heaven and Hell Blues? No. Oh, the other a- aspect of it that I remember is that I should use the guitar for this. With the song, I wanted to solo over some kind of chromatic scale, so I came up with... Which basically works with these chords... So musically, that's that's kind of what inspired the chord, and it just happens to sound a bit like uh, that famous folk song that everybody knows. What uh, famous? Ah, um, uh, was a boy in New Orleans. They call the uh, the rising house of the rising sun. House of the rising sun sounds a bit like that sometimes. so well I just got out of heaven and I'm on my way to hell I should have seen it coming when I got on that train it was too good to be true and I'm going down again well I was fooled by the promise of you and oh well I was a sucker there's nothing I can do So I'm on my way to hell And I can't afford the pain Cause I bought that ticket And I'm going down again I could try to put it off But it's just no use He said, who are you To be avoiding this abuse She said to me What about everyone else? What about everyone else? What about everyone else? 
What about everyone else? What about Simon and I host the Slam Idol podcast, the Poetry Slam on your iPod or other MP3 player. The Slam Idol podcast is a performance poetry competition. First of all, we play performance poetry from all around the world. Later, we interview the poets, so our listeners get to hear about the people and the stories behind the poems. Then the listeners rate the poems on the Slam Idol website to decide who is the winner. Now, the show is normally less than five minutes long, so it's easy to fit into your listening schedule. Here's a sample of the sort of poetry we play. There's more to the Manx, there's Stone Roses, Sean Ryder in his big baggy pants. Or we could go down the Hacienda and hang out with New Order. Or we could go up to Liverpool. But that has been crossing the border. You see, there's more to Liverpool than the, the Beagles and Footy and Thieving and Shelters, the Boswells and Brookie. There's two cathedrals, the Liver Building and the Ferry Cross of Mersey. There's being proud to walk the streets wearing your Stephen Gerrard jersey. There's growing a perm, sporting a tash, and when you're going downtown, you start to fight with your best mate. Hey, 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 calm down, calm down. <laughs> it's time to visit the Woollybacks up in Lancashire. Well, they were they speaking Burnley? Well, it's really quite queer. They say, get your souvenirs from the Clarence. That was a taster of the poem Up North by AIM. If you want to hear more, visit the Slam Idol website at slamidol.tripod.com. 
This podcast is a member of the Association of Poetry Podcasting at poetrypodcasting.org.